You are now listening to Love and War, the male and female perspective of love, life, and relationships in the 21st century, with your host, Crystal Francis. Tonight on Love and War, we take a deep dive in emotional intelligence and talk about how to manage stress for healthier relationships. Tonight we have myself, Dr. Francis, Tasha W., Theo Jones, and Showtime. Check us out. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Love and War. I'm your girl, Dr. Francis. Today we're going to be talking about how in the world do I manage stress so I can have a healthier relationship? Now, before we get into the topic, we're going to do like we always do and say what's up to the panel tonight. First, we're going to give a shout-out to Showtime. How are you doing tonight, sir? What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody's staying safe and, you know, calling all the precautions and practicing social distance. Yes, yes because corona is spreading. It's crazy. They said, like, over 3,000 people died in New York already, and 600 people died in 24, like, in a 24-hour span. That's a lot of people. Absolutely. Times are hard out here. So what's up, TW? How are you doing tonight? Telework season. I'm enjoying it. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm really enjoying this telework season. Um, being able to do what I do at home lets me know that I could have been teleworking, okay? But um, it lets me know that a lot of employees be lying about <laughs> your job doesn't offer telework. It's not required, but clearly that's false because I still have my student meetings. I use Zoom, Google, all that. So it can still be done. Yes, it can, and I hope this pandemic has given businesses a firsthand look at the importance of continuity of operations planning and to always implement the virtual space because you don't have to close your doors if you open up virtually. You can still get work done. So we're going to say what's up to Theo Jones tonight, sir. How are you? I saw the video you did for your pop's birthday. That was kind of dope. Yay. Yes, happy birthday to my pops. He didn't think nothing was going to happen, so that was cool. Uh, everybody, you know, just, you know, stay away from each other. Get on Zoom. Doodle, play games online. And uh, in about two months, you know, we'll be over this. But you'll be all right. Right, we hope. And, like, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news, but Zoom has gone under fire because people are now – what they call Zoom bombing your meetings, which is like hacking yes. your meetings. And I don't know if you know so, this now, Zoom automatically gives you a password for all your meetings. That happened to so, me, actually. Really? You got Zoom bombed? Yes. yes. Oh, uh, my white God. guy came on, and he just started calling us a whole bunch of N-words and stuff. And uh, What? So what's yeah. up with the racist undertones? Because that's what everybody is saying, like, the the Zoom bombers have been just doing, like, racial 
slurs. Like one person had posted that they had Zoom hacked the church and put like pornography up. I'm like, what is going on in 2020? Like people the, had the racists are the racists are getting bored. That's what's going on. <laughs> I hope everyone of them catch corona. Um, so, yeah, we want to just jump right into the topic. Uh, Petty Francis has so many comments today, and she may be being shady on the low. So she's going to it, – because it's Holy Week, I may try to refrain until next week for my pettiness. But, you know, I'm going to talk about stress because I feel like people are going through things in their lives whether it's through, you know, work, whether it's through failed relationships, whether it's family members getting on your nerves. And sometimes when people are stressed, they take it out on others that have nothing to do with the situation. So I want to talk about the importance of stress management. I want to talk about how stress shows up in a relationship and how to deal with it because we're in the season where people, I mean, you know, I mean, it's so many stories that I have about people who've been quarantined with their spouses or they're quarantined and their girl or their guy want to keep coming over and they want a long time or they're quarantined with somebody who they want to end a relationship with and they want to kick the person out, but they can't because you can't evict people during the corona in certain states. So we need to talk about stress. So before we get into the specifics, let's just talk about how stress shows up in general, like in a relationship. Like how do you know and speak from the personal perspective, not, not somebody else's stress showing up. Like from the female's perspective, when women or men are stressed out, and I know this can be individualized, but we can just try to generalize it as much as possible. Probably probably may not be gender-based, but how does stress just generally show up in a relationship? Let's start with um, T.W., since you have the social work experience. How does stress show up? Stress can sneak in, really, if you're not paying attention. Like, it can just happen unexpectedly um, if you're not careful. Um, if it's something that's bothering you and you just kind of, like, ignore it or suppress it, um, the stress can show up the way that you may respond to people. Um, you may be real short. You may have, like, be on edge, um, very jumpy about things, um, get defensive. Um, oftentimes, stress, um, as weird as this sounds, it can be contagious. Like, if you're around someone who's constantly stressed or always kind of have a jaded perspective, it can kind of bounce off onto you, um, and then you're extremely tense. Um, so between partners, it's almost like a game of ping pong. It goes back and forth, like, okay, let me one up on you because, you know, you're feeling a little edgy, and so then you kind of respond back, you know, almost kind of like a shark bite type of thing, so everybody's in attack mode. So um, you don't really allow people in your space. You're very closed off in your stress. Okay. Showtime. How does stress show up? in people's lives and their relationships in general? What's your opinion on it? 
Um, I think, like T.W. spoke on, most people really don't verbalize what's going on with me. They don't let the other person know. So stress can build up that way. Personally, on a personal level, I don't think I've ever stressed in my life. And the reason why I say that is because I watch stress kill people in my family as far as hypertension and <clears throat> different issues that it can cause to the body. My father told me early in life that you can control what you can control. You are only in control of yourself and what you do, not others. So even in relationships, anyone that I've ever been in a relationship with, I don't stress about them going out or them having male friends because the person is going to do what they're going to do regardless. So the way that I keep my stress level down is to care but not to overcare. So I try not to focus on what the other person is doing or if I feel some type of way, I let them know. Um, sometimes people stress in relationships due to finances. Um, you can't allow that to get you out of, you know, out of whack either because what happens is if a bill is going to be paid, it's going to be paid. If it's not, it's not. You can't stress on it because if you stress on it, it's only going to make the situation worse. And the more that you stress on it and don't focus on how to overcome that obstacle, you're not going to really overcome it. So I try to limit my stress by not, you know, just, just having an open line of communication with whoever or whatever the situation is about. Okay, okay. I, I mean, I really like that highlight on the, on the health because a lot of people, some people don't even know that they're stressed out until they go to the doctors and they get a diagnosis for chronic migraines or hypertension or high blood pressure, and then the doctor drills it all the way down to your job is killing you or whoever you're fussing with at home is killing you. So, you know, that's so important, the, the health piece and, and taking care of yourself. And we'll, we'll dig deeper into how to actually implement some of those self-care techniques that you use. Um, Theo, how does stress show up in relationships, sir? Um, I think what Tasha and Showtime both said was kind of true. It kind of speaks up on you. It's a building factor. Do something small. And then uh, Showtime, I try not to stress. I'm not going to say I'm 100% that I don't stress the things, but I go by the rule of if it's something that I can fix, I'll put – you know, processes in to fix it, and I won't be stressed. If it's something I can't fix, there's no point in me stressing about that because there's nothing I can do about that. So just let that go. You know what I mean? There's nothing you can do about it. Give yourself your hour, your two hours, or even a day. And, you know, if you can't fix what it is, no point in stressing. And if you can fix it, you know, put that plan in place where you can get there to, you know, accomplish that, to fix whatever whatever that problem is. Um that's what I try to go by. And also one of my favorite phrases is two tears in a bucket. Y'all can finish the rest of that. Um, so <laughs> it sneaks up it sneaks up on you and it kind of builds. But if you get in front of it, if you have the right mindset, it's all about the right mindset before. Like Because if stress hits you, then you're going to be stressed. You've got to have the right mindset before of, all right, I'm going to talk about this. We're going to, you know, this out. I'm not going to hold this in or I can't change it, you can't change it. So you got to have that right mindset before. So you got to work on that mindset before the stress starts creeping in. Yeah, I definitely agree um, with that as well because I think before people get to the level or point where they become stressed, they there are some, like, warning signs where they can nip it in the bud, like you said, get their mind together before they, the stress actually starts to impact them physically, emotionally, and mentally. So, 
you know, now that we've identified what how stress shows up, and, you know, my opinion is the same thing that y'all have been saying. I feel like stress can show up in a number of different ways, whether it's your health is failing for some odd reason, you're perfectly healthy, you're doing everything you need to, you're exercising, you're taking care of yourself, and you just can't understand why you keep having headaches or why you're getting anxiety every time you go to work. Um, in my opinion, stress can show up depending on what type of person you are. You you could be a person that shuts down and doesn't want to be around people. You could also be the person that, you know, it's on one extreme to the next. You could be the person that your method of demonstrating stress is your you know, being OCD about everything, like you're cleaning the house excessively or you're um, stuffing your face with <laughs> ice cream and cake. But stress is very toxic, and when it's not dealt with properly, people tend to use I guess their method of de-stressing by taking it out on people who have nothing to do with the reason why you're stressed in the first place. So I want to talk a little bit about why do you feel people take their anger and their frustrations out on people that have nothing to do with the situation? Um, Let's start with Theo and then Showtime. Why are people taking their taking their stress out on others? Outlet. It's a way to not deal with it yourself. So if I make it your problem or you're the reason, then I'm good. I, in my mind, it's not me. Like I'm I'm fine with everything. It's not me. It's you. That's one of those, that's one of those things. You know, it's not me. It's you. Um, it's it's just you know you just. Putting it on somebody else. What you're doing is, you know, just it's like tag you're in. Like I know I'm in. It's my problem, but I want to put it on you. So like tag you're in. So that's kind of what's going on there. Yeah. Showtime. What's your opinion? Why Why do people take their stress out on others that have nothing to do with the situation or the reason why they're stressed? Um, Relationship-wise, sometimes like the old saying goes, we hurt those that are closest to us. Um, on a stranger level, because you can also, you know, lash out with someone just because you're having a bad day. You might lash out them in a car or in a store or whatever. But it's all down to proper communicating how you feel, to communicate how you feel. Those people that just lash out like that, they're not in tune with who they are. So they're lacking, sometimes they can lack the ability to properly tell someone, look, today's not the day, I'm just not feeling it. That's easy to say. That's easier said than just saying, you know, just lashing out, yelling, fussing, or being, you know, you can just say I'm irritable right now, something's going on. You know, me telling you, Dr. Francis, something's going on, you know, I need to talk. Just having an ear. Sometimes they don't know how to let someone know that they're going through something. And just by, you know, letting a person know and having a person there that can listen can de-escalate a situation every time. I so agree with that. Like, that is like, real talk because I feel like a lot of times people, what they do is they hold it in, they hold it in, they hold it in and get to the point where they get explosive. And by the time they explode, they're exploding around the people that love them. They care about them. They just want, you know, their well-being. 
and because they can't deal with stressor or the root cause of the stressor, maybe the person that is causing the heartache or the stress or the frustration is easier for them to take it out or to do a release. And I think a lot of times people need to understand there's a, there's a proper way to do that. You can vent and you can release, but to the people that love you, but it shouldn't be done in a way where they're being, uh, well, they're the ones who you're classifying as a problem when in actuality it's really something else. And that goes back to the communication and the honesty and the self, um, actualization and self-awareness. We have to become self-aware of ourselves. And sometimes people don't even know that what they're doing, um, like they don't even know they're lashing out. You Sometimes, I, I mean, I know some people, they'll go off and be like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize I was lashing out. Like I really didn't even mean to do that. It just came out the wrong way. Like, hmm, okay. TW, like, same question, like, why do people take their stress out on those who have nothing to do with the situation? Why is it so much easier? And why can't the person just deal with the real stressor? I think um, just like how Theo and Showtime say, like, a lot of it really is involving self-awareness, not, you know, really confronting or addressing what is going on internally. And if you don't have the space, to really want to do that in the moment, it's just easier to lash out because now you're just kind of bombarding whoever is within reach and projecting your issues on them, whether it's lashing out, whether it's just could be something so subtle, but because you're already stressed and upset, you're just going to make that minor thing into something major, or it could even be just ignoring someone that you usually talk to or communicate with because you're just so stressed or overwhelmed. And so I've seen it on um, both ends of the spectrum where it's just kind of like, well, I'm so stressed, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm so mad, I'm just going to ignore you um, because I'm just not in the space to talk to anybody, or I'm just so stressed and so overwhelmed and so mad that I'm just going to say how I feel, even if it has nothing to do with you. I think a lot of times people get caught up in the crossfire of being the easy target because the person that they may really have the issue with, they don't know how to confront them just yet. And so, unfortunately, those who are super close to them, it's just easier to do it that way. doesn't make it right, um, but that's often what happens. And self-awareness is just a big piece, knowing what really triggers you to get you to the point of being stressed, um, knowing what strategies and techniques to use when you are feeling overwhelmed because continuously using someone as your punching bag is not effective. That is exactly so true. And I feel like the first step to overcoming that whole situation is to, one, as an individual, identify the source of your stress. Because I think a lot of times some people, they get so entangled into dysfunctional relationships everywhere, whether it be dysfunctionality at the workplace, with family, with friends, and when it's time for them to actually express, you know, the love and care that they need to for their significant other, they're, like, emotionally tapped out because they've let this stress kind of, like, take over. Um, and so they're like emotionally exhausted at this point. Um, but I feel like even though it is easier to, you know, take it out on somebody else, I feel like 
if a person really wants to have a serious, productive, healthy relationship, you have to identify your real stressors and be able to manage that, communicate effectively, try to connect on another emotional level with someone. Because I feel like sometimes, I know one thing that I I know about me, I'm a very intuitive person, so I can kind of identify when someone is, like, irritable or when they don't feel like being bothered, and I can kind of adjust my emotional uh, sensitivity based on what it is that I am, the vibe that I'm getting, positive vibes, family vibes, as a pastor from the I-5 city was preaching last Sunday. Okay, Um, yes. You know, and I think that, I mean, I call it emotional intelligence, and I think it's very important whether or not you're the person that's stressed out or you're the uh, punching bag (laughs) for the moment, you can, as the person who is the significant other of the person who's stressed, can also what I call de-escalate a stressful situation by not being so sensitive because sometimes when people lash out, it's like their way to scream for help because they don't know how to ask for help. Um. And it's a really like one of those the nice things because you have some people who are like hermits. They wanna they just wanna push everybody away. But they really don't wanna push you away. They that's that's like their defense mechanism. So as a person with emotional intelligence, you have to be able to be the person that says, Okay, let me give them a little bit of space right now and then let me come back and figure out what the what the real cause is because I know I didn't do anything. And I feel like as we become a little stronger in our emotional intelligence, if somebody is stressed and they try to take it out on you, it's not going to have an effect on you because you are strong enough in your intelligence to say, okay, they're trying to vent. I'm going to let them have this opportunity, and then I'm going to come back and try to figure out what the real situation is. So now that we've talked about that, I want to kind of talk about how is it that we move from dysfunction to, to, to now functioning because as the person on the other side of the fence who who is the punching bag and who's constantly having to deal with someone who cannot manage your stress, what advice do we have for that person who's trying to, you know, they're trying to, uh, you know, hold it down, they're trying to be the ride or die, but then the person who's taking out all their stress on them is starting to impact them emotionally. What do we say to that person, T.W.? Um, to that person, I think uh, one step would actually be, like, approaching your your significant other, not in a way where you're trying to analyze, diagnose, and problem solve, but more so trying to figure out what is really going on. It's simple, how's your day going? Um, tell me about it, you know, and kind of check the temperature, as my brother always say, just check the temperature and, the, and to hear what your significant other is saying, like, listen intently to what they're saying, what they're not saying, right? And then, you know, you come with the, all right, I understand that you're going, that you're dealing with this. I understand you feel that way. But with you reacting or responding this way, it makes me feel. So that way, not only are you acknowledging how they're feeling, but now you're opening up on how you feel based on their behavior 
their action or their response towards you. Um, because a lot of times the person who is really stressed or overwhelmed can get caught up within themselves that they neglect to see how their behavior impacts everyone else. And so um, your stress can serve as a blinder where you just get real selfish for a moment and you just not really understanding that your significant other is your partner. So how are you going to effectively be a united front and work as a team if you are really, you know, shielding yourself off from your teammate, like your teammate, your partner, this is somebody that's supposed to help walk you through this. But if you shut me down each time or, you know, taking everything out on me that doesn't need to be, um, how can we really effectively work as a team? So I think really taking it from that standpoint of, you know, letting your partner know I see this or I feel this or I hear that. But um, I also want to let you know that what you're dealing with or what you're experiencing, you don't necessarily have to deal with it by yourself. And I also want you to know that when you're shutting me out or when you're being real short with me, I feel like this. Because a lot of times you have to present that awareness. That is so true. So, Theo, you know, hearing what Tasha just said, you know, I would assume that women would have probably an easier ability to 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 be the one that's expressing how, you know, you, the stress is making them feel. So as a man, if your woman is stressed out and you let her vent, you let her vent, but you don't see no progress happening on her stress management level, and it's starting to get like starting to get to you now to the point where you're like, all right now. Your stress is bleeding over over here to me. How, as a man, do you really just set the set the tone for that woman and say, "Look, I ain't do, I didn't do it, <laughs> okay? So I'm gonna need you to handle your business so that this don't interfere with what we got going on right now." How, like, how do you do that in a way where it doesn't come off um, like you're attacking the person? Because if somebody's stressed, they're already in a defense mode. So, so what's your advice to people who are, who are wanting to communicate to their partner that, okay, I am allowing you to vent, but at some point you won't have to be able to manage this? Happens more. I, mean, I don't think men do this a lot. I, I might be wrong, but I don't, know, I don't know every man in the world. But uh, in the conversation part is the difference between asking like a closed-ended question and an open-ended question. I mean, like, if I asked you how was your day, you'd be like, it was good, fine. You know what I mean? And now it's over. But you can be like, yo, what did you do today? And then now that's going to involve a deeper conversation. And you'd be like, oh, oh, so, all right, so how did that make you feel? And then now that's going to go deeper in the conversation. That's going to bring out more and more. And, like, so now you actually want to talk about it, and more than likely you're going to talk through the thing. And even if – Marsha, if, if your girl was wrong, you know what I mean? I was like, babe, you was actually wrong with that one, you know? Michelle, she didn't really do nothing. But still, you, you talk through it, and it's not going to build that build up where you have no idea what's going on, and then they get mad just, it, you know, it might happen over a week, and then, like, the same person might be eating their sandwich at work, and you didn't even know because you didn't really get deep into that because you just stayed at the surface of, you know, how was your day? It was all right. And now it wasn't really all right. And now they're, you know, just building it up so they put it on you. But if you go deeper every day, you know, like, what did you do today? Like, how was, like, what did you do at work? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, how how was Lynn doing? You know, just, you know, people, you know, just random things. 
But that could open up more conversations, which usually will dissolve from, like, the, you know, the them jumping on you and things like that. I really like that. I really, I really, because, look, as a qualitative researcher here, the open-ended question gets you the most detailed information. And then, you right. know, they, they can go somewhere that, you don't, you didn't even know they was going to go. Right. Because I think a lot of times, sometimes we as a person on the other side, we assume something else is bothering them, and then you find out it's a whole totally different story that you didn't even know was going on. Like, what? Mm-hmm. So showtime, like, same question. Like, how do we uncover what's going on? And I actually want to um, give you a two-pronged question because you were talking about that you have learned not to stress out, and that's easier said than done. So what's your resilience? What is the resilience uh, advice you have for people who have, you know, they've been they've been letting stress get to them. How do they regain control so that they can get to the point where you are, where stress doesn't bother them anymore? In the great words of the American poet Sean Carter, a wise man said you don't argue with fools because from a distance you can't tell who is who. So if I- you have two people that are going back and forth at each other, no one is being heard. Someone has to be the same mind, whether it's a male or a female. So you just if someone's going off and they're not having a great day and there's an open-end question, they go into detail, you say, look here, sweetheart, you're home. Let's focus on things that we can do out that, make, that can make your day better for the rest of the day because it's, it's 24 hours in a day. You can't allow five minutes to dictate your whole day. That's what a lot of people end up doing. They let because, they, because traffic is bad. They go into work with an attitude. Mm. You, you can't do that. You know, you, the meeting doesn't go the way that you, you planned it to go. You can't let that dictate the rest of your day. So because I look at a day being a 24-hour span, like you know, some, most, some people just look at it as, oh, my God, I woke up on the wrong side of bed. It's over. Be thankful that you woke up, period, you know. And that's the way that I've always kept things in its most simplistic form. Is like worrying about the things that you can can change. Like my father's a serenity prayer. My father's a, uh, a narcotics anonymous, and I think that's what started. When I was like eight or nine years old, I went to every meeting with my father, and he said serenity prayer over and over again. Change things you can change. Have you know, like you can't change anything else. Like Theo said, like if I can have, if I have control over it, then I will. If I don't, then I can't. And you can't expect anything more from me. I'm not Superman. You know, not just the wind. No, I don't need my superwoman. You can't do everything, you know, but just having that ear to to be open for your partner and give them sometimes constructive criticism throughout the conversation. And like they'll say, sometimes you have to point out, look, now, babe, you you, 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 you wrong on that aspect, but but they have to be able to receive it. But but also you have to give it in a certain way too, because sometimes you can give it and be, and and once once you give it to them, like like Tasha said too, that wall is already up. So you have to know your partner again. It's about knowing who you're with, and a lot of people don't know who they're with, and that's why we that's why they always a button head like lambs. Wow, wow, that that's that was deep because I mean you don't even think of that people that like you, people don't even know who they're with, and that's so true because we don't spend enough time asking those open ended questions when we are in the you know honeymoon phase trying to get to know who we with. And we, especially when we're dating somebody, we don't really get to see, you know, on the first date, how do they handle stress? That's something that you're not going to see until the shovel hits the snow. 
So, I mean, I think this was a really good discussion about, you know, how to how to recognize stress, how it shows up in your life, how to talk through it, how to overcome it. So, in closing, how how do we want people to finish out the rest of their week with managing stress? Because there were a lot of people that have, you know, they, I mean, they had posts on Facebook, they let the quarantine and the social distancing stress them out because they're stuck in the house. You know, the extroverts want to be out partying and they can't. The introverts are having a blast indoors because they don't like going away anyway. It's about time people got on their level. Um, so, you know, they're stuck in the house with extroverted people and they need their quiet time and they're not getting it. So what do we say for our final words of advice for our listeners tonight who are trying to either manage stress or put up with somebody in the house that don't know how to express themselves? <laughs> we want to start with TW. I think it's always important to plan um, downtime where it's just you and your thoughts um, to the point that you're relaxing them, not necessarily separating time to focus on whatever the stress is or whatever is going on. So, like, being intentional with planning, taking a break as a part of your daily routine, your daily schedule, that could be listening to your favorite music, that could be prayer, that could be meditation, that could be yoga, um, something that really allows you to become at a more peaceful, relaxed state. But find out what actually works for you and then do that where you have that me time just because you are in the house with your significant other doesn't mean that you still don't have the opportunity to take that me time and focus on yourself. You better take yourself a nice hot bubble bath if you need to, but whatever it is that you got to do, make sure you do it. Yes. Theo, final words of advice, sir. Uh, I'm going to say just find something, especially if you're with somebody, um, find something to do, work out or take a walk by yourself, you know, for that me time. Um, and if you do have friends that are single, you know, hit them up too. They stressing because they bored as a mug at home. And then um, on a more serious note, um, if you know somebody that's stressing because they're with somebody, male or female, that's like abusive, there's some there's some hotline I saw out there that they can hit up and people will come and help out with that situation. And, uh, you know, just do that. And then hopefully next week, y'all, I'm, they don't know I'm doing this. I, I'm going to tell Crystal a platform we can use where we can all be on video and download to all services. So watch out for us. Uh-oh, wait, yeah. what, what platform is this? I'll put it in the chat. You're just going to be responding, but I'll tell you again. Oh, you, oh my God. I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. You don't need to be on the bed. The out there today. I want everybody to take this time to actually learn who they are. Um, I know these last few weeks I've got a, I've I've learned a lot about myself. Um Learn who you are. Uh, be thankful and thank God that we don't live in the Philippines. You can't go outside and take a walk. You know, you're not shooting on, you're not shooting no, nobody sight on things. So even if you, don't, if you don't want to take a walk, just step outside. Just get some air. You know, 30 minutes, you'd be surprised if you sit down and just, have, you just gather your thoughts for 30 minutes, how much that can actually change your day. I try to do that about three times a day with my meditation. And just 
just just zone out, you know, find things you love to do and, and do them. You know, it's not always about going out. Take the time to save money, y'all, you know. That's what, that, that, that can relieve a lot of stress after this is over, you know. Just find other things constructive that you can do. I would say like, like we learned in elementary school, pick up a book, read, you know, that opens up other, other things in your brain as well. So just try to find, find who you are and take your time and just be, be relaxed. So my final words of advice, and after watching Teledega Nights, one of my favorite uh, old school DVDs, and with all due respect, and when I say this, I mean with all due respect, I need our individuals who are currently undergoing stress to really do a self-examination and not take it out on the people that didn't do anything to you. You know, there are a lot of, there are a lot of people out here, and I, I'm a fond believer that God puts people in your life for a reason, but I think sometimes as individuals, we block our blessings and we burn bridges we might need to cross one day because we don't know how to handle our stress. And, you know, even with the new age social media, you know, a lot of adults are doing, you know, people are finding out, you know, if you're, if you're going through stress and you just don't want to be bothered, you, you know, you have good friends and then one day you look them up and they're not your friend on Facebook or Instagram <laughs> anymore. And then you, they ponder and they're like, well, wait a minute, what's going on? Like you, you're blocking out the people in your life who actually care, who actually are trying to, you know, be a listening ear. So for all of those out there who are trying to deal with stress, they're trying to figure out who they are and overcome, do it, but do it in a way where you don't, like I said, burn bridges. It's just crazy. You know, we have to take ownership for understanding our emotional intelligence and understanding that there are some people out here who just really want to see you do well and thrive. So with that being said, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to another episode of Love and War. You can do like you always do. You can catch our archive shows at www.dearchrissy.com. You can listen to our current season right here on Spotify, also on Anchor. And you can do like you always do and catch us next week. And guess what? Oh, we're out. Thank you for listening to Love and War. I'm your host, Crystal Francis. Don't forget to tune in next week, Monday, 8 to 8.30 p.m.